aliens really exist? Well, if like me, you're interested in knowing the answer, but have never seen a UFO, been abducted or been part of a secret government project, this is the place for you. Join me each week as I go on a quest to find the truth about little green men, debunking and exposing the fakes and frauds along the way. So let's see what we can find. There's plenty out there and some are amongst the many theories and opinions, the truth exists for those prepared to hear it. I'm Darren and this is the Alien Analysis Probecast. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of the Alien Analysis Probecast, an unscripted podcast where I analyse and probe the world of extraterrestrials. So to start this week, I want to discuss a video uploaded on the, the 12th of July by a channel called Mystery History. Now if you're not familiar with this particular channel, please do go and check them out. I've been following them or subscribed to them for probably a year or so now and really enjoy a lot of their videos because they really do ask and and question things to me in a very good way. As the channel's name suggests, they do cover a lot of stuff that uh, is, is history, is historic. And the video they uploaded on the 12th was primarily about parts, out-of-place artefacts. And for those that are not aware what an oopart is, as the title suggests, it's just something that shouldn't exist in the time it did. But during this video, they, they mention a couple of oopats that I found really interesting. The first one was a, a thing called the Nampadol. This is a, a small carved figurine of what they say is a woman. Um... It's clearly a figurine. You can't claim that this is a, a natural formation, a naturally eroded rock. It's got clear arms, legs, a head, and I'm told, or, or they suggest that this has clear carvings, clear markings of facial features, and even potentially clothes or, or jewellery. But what's incredible about this is it was actually found in rock. Uh, I don't know what the word is they used in, in the video, but material that was two million years old. But how? How is this even possible? You know, the, the scientists, the historians tell us that we modern humans have only been around for a couple of hundred thousand years. So how is a carved doll in rock that's two million years old either this is a, an incredible hoax which a lot of what i've read since watching this video says it isn't this doll was genuinely found in this rock or something is fundamentally wrong with what we're told is our history now mystery history suggests that science uh, academia as they call them are hiding the truth hiding the facts now i'm not going to suggest that i have any proof that says this is correct but I, to me none of it makes sense again it's like why are they hiding this is it because it basically proves them completely wrong i, I don't know 
But it is a possibility. I've been confronted by these so-called academics numerous times in the past, and the one thing they hate more than anything is being wrong, especially about what you might call facts. You've got to understand, they base their entire career on having facts and knowing information about our past. So to accept everything they've learned, everything they know, and everything they've discovered could be completely wrong. Almost, well, destroys their career, destroys their livelihood, and as I said before, no one's ever going to allow that to happen. And while these so-called experts refuse to accept another point of view or refuse to accept they could be wrong on something it's going to be very hard to get to the truth because there's so much out there there's so many of these ooh parts alone that says or suggests we were far more advanced a thousand ten thousand a hundred thousand years ago than we're told it's my personal belief that we've been here before, so to speak. I always find it very difficult to explain it, but I believe that we've got to a level of advancement before. We had skills, techniques, technology that are way beyond what science tells us. Now, I'm not going to say our ancestors a million years ago, 500,000 years ago, or whatever, had things like computers, mobile phones. I personally think that the technology they had was a lot more natural. I think they harnessed the natural energies of the planet. However, I think through either their own stupidity, because let's be blunt, us humans are quite arrogant in our command, our control of everything around us, but in a moment of stupidity they just I don't know, destroyed it all, nearly wiped themselves off the face of this planet, removing pretty much all traces of their existence. I think some still remain on this planet, the pyramids, for example. And humanity then just basically had to rebuild itself and the skills, the the ability to harness these natural energies was forgotten, lost in time. Now, although I turn around and say that I I don't believe our ancestors had things like computers or mobile phones, one of the the other oopas, the other artifacts that this mystery history video mentioned was a, a rock found by a gentleman a number of years ago. But the really interesting thing about this rock, it has what appears to be a microchip embedded in it. Which, if true, changes absolutely fucking everything. It doesn't just mean that the academics, the science and historical community have got everything wrong. It means I've got it wrong as well. Because our ancient ancestors or whatever civilization lived here, you know, a million years ago, say, did have really advanced technology. But I do want to throw another option at this, and that's that although mystery history suggests this could be from an ancient civilization that lived on this planet, 
could it actually have a somewhat more extraterrestrial origin? I said before, you know, I believe extraterrestrials are visiting this planet. Not to influence us, not to, to make direct contact with us, but just to keep an eye on us. I've also suggested that aliens aren't these infallible beings. They will make mistakes. Mistakes that could result in them crashing on this planet and leaving such things as microchips that over time, over millions of years, end up embedded in rock. Is that what we are seeing here? Are we seeing a, a microchip from a, an alien visitor's craft that over millions of years has become almost like a fossil? Now, something that they continue to say, and this really does open up a whole other world of investigation. I don't know what to call it, but it is said, or they suggested that those, uh, the individual that has this and has had it tested, I, I don't know exactly who was involved here, but someone has said that there is data still on this microchip. And that is bloody amazing. I don't really know exactly how to put it because if there is data on this chip and we can get it off and understand it, it could change literally everything about fucking everything. But before I go on, I, I just want to say one thing and one concern with this. And if anybody can explain this to me, please do. But how do they know there is data still on this microchip? And if they know, why can't they get it off? You know, hear me out here. And like I said, I'm no, you know, computer mechanic genius or anything. But to me, to understand or to know that there is data on there, they must be connecting to it to read what's on the microchip. So surely if you can read what's on the microchip, you can take it off. I, I don't know. I'm sure some of the experts out there are probably laughing at me right now, thinking I'm talking out my ass. But to me, I can't see any other way of explaining this. If you can tell or know that there's data on it, surely you can at least get it off. You know, the the needs to translate it afterwards is a whole other conversation. But surely we would have something. I, I don't know. Like I said, if you know more about this subject, I am more than happy. Please get in contact and let me know. But this is just how my brain thinks. This is how I look at this particular subject. And it's the one issue I have with this. But with that said, you know, if there is data on there, if it's alien in origin, dear God, that, that, that is incredible. All I can hope is that the individual that has this, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head, I'm fortunate I've not added it to this episode's notes, but all I can hope is that he continues to ensure the, the security of this object, that this doesn't become another object that is taken, purchased, I, I believe he's been offered half a million or something for it, and has refused to sell it. And all I can hope is that 
he continues to maintain this position, ensure that this object remains in the public eye, giving us, somebody, the chance to get this data off if it does exist and try and work out what it tells us. Like I said, you know, Mystery History, do go and check out their channel. Very, very much worth it. And I will definitely keep you informed if anything else comes of this. So, you know, watch this space. But anyway, the main topic I want to talk about this week is the moon. And the reason is simple. There there is a lot of theories, conspiracy theories out there regarding the moon. And it's easy to kind of understand why. The moon itself has a lot of peculiarities about it. For starters, its orbit is highly unusual. And again, please understand, I'm no astrological expert. This is information I've researched recently for this episode and over the years. But the moon's orbit is 27 days long, which I'm led to believe is relatively short. It's relatively unusual to have such a fast orbit, especially when you consider that the moon's orbit is about 350,000 kilometers away. That's 350,000 kilometers from the Earth to the moon. Which is highly unusual because based on its size, it should weigh a certain amount. It should have a certain amount of density, meaning that to stay in orbit, to for the Earth's gravity to be able to hold it in orbit, it should be a lot closer. The only way it can be orbiting at this distance is if the moon is nowhere near as dense as it should be. I don't know if this makes sense. I think probably a better way of putting it would have actually been to say, based on its size, the Earth's gravity couldn't hold it in place at that distance. It would need to be closer. But you see, the the unusual orbit of the Moon doesn't just end there. And this one, I've got to be honest with you, I don't understand why it's unusual, but I've read or I, I believe that the the moon's orbit is on a tilt of five percent now to explain that the best i can it's the the moon orbits around the earth on a five percent angle and this apparently is highly unusual why i kind of honestly i have got a fucking clue you know again if somebody knows better than me let me know but the thing is is that there is a lot about the moon that is particularly strange. And probably the most famous part of that is actually what we call the dark side of the moon. Now, I first heard about this only about 15 years ago. I'm currently in my 50s. So I'd spent 35 years with no awareness of this. But you see, the moon orbits around the Earth in a way in which we only ever see exactly the the same side. And that I find absolutely fascinating. You just got to think about what it takes for this to happen. See, as the moon orbits around the Earth, then it must be rotating at just the right amount, or constantly just the right amount, to ensure that The same side is constantly facing our planet. And 
that's mind-blowing. It's... I don't know. Maybe this is the the alien conspiracy theorist in me coming out here, but I find it really hard to believe. It's not by design. It, it's something that must be being controlled in in one form or another. Again, I mean, bear in mind, you know, what I'm about to say is just the thoughts that go through my head, and that is the. I believe the Earth's tilt and its rotation and its uh, orbit around the sun is constantly shifting, which means the moon's orbit and the way in which the moon moves has to compensate or continually compensate for the Earth's change to ensure again it's always facing us in the same direction. But anyway, uh, this is where the saying dark side of the moon comes from, because it's the other side, the side we never see. The side that's only ever been seen by astronauts and NASA professionals who've watched or seen the photos and videos sent back by orbiters. Now, just to clear up one small misunderstanding, the, the dark side of the moon is not actually dark, or at least not continually there is light there the sun does shine on the other side i think the term dark side is just because it's dark to us we can't see it but this is where the conspiracy theories the numerous conspiracy theories start you know what is actually on this other side what is there there is there bases is there crash craft you know i think over the years i've heard pretty much every possibility out there from you know like i said alien bases to nazis but one of the ones that really gets me interested about the moon is the hollow moon theory and to me this kind of explains a lot of the orbital situation it explains why the moon is able to hold such a distant orbit because if it's hollow, it's nowhere near as dense as it would be if it was solid, therefore making its orbit completely normal. Now this theory, this conspiracy theory, whatever you want to call it, really started or kicked off in 1969, when NASA deliberately crashed a a landing module onto the moon. And when they did this, what happened afterwards was basically described as the moon was ringing like a bell, and did so for an hour. Now, as far as I'm aware, to create this ringing, which is basically uh, an echo, the moon must be hollow, or at least in the region or the area the, the probe was crashed. But what does this mean? Is it naturally hollow? Is this just a a natural phenomenon? Or is there something inside? And I, I can't help but favour, I don't know if that's the right word, but consider there being something inside as an option, because they must know. NASA, who, whoever you want to say is in charge of all this, must know the truth. And if they know the truth and not telling us, there's got to be a reason for it. I say time and time again to people that nobody in this world does anything for no reason. There's always a rationale behind everything that happens. So if something's being hidden from you, it's being hidden for a reason. 
Now, please understand, I'm not saying it's always a bad reason. There might be a genuinely good reason for doing so, but I can't think of any positive reason to lie to us about the moon. And something that really caught my attention, and I've said time and time again, I put a lot of emphasis in the words that are used or omitted within anything somebody says. And science tells us that the moon has a 45 kilometre thick crust, a 330 kilometre thick core, and an undisclosed mantle thickness. Now, please understand, they don't say undisclosed. I'm adding that word. But the reality is, is when I look at any genuine reports about the, the makeup of the moon, when I look at the initial reports uh, that came from the seismometers installed during the Apollo missions, which measured moonquakes, they state that the crust is 45 kilometers, core is 330 kilometers, and they know how thick the mantle is. But they don't state how thick it is. They don't give us a measurement. Now, yes, if you go out there and you do a search for how thick is the the mantle on the moon, you will get a result of around 1,300 kilometers. But you need to understand that this is not because we know how thick that is. It's not because we know the makeup of the mantle. It's because the reality is it's just mathematics. The moon's radius is 1,700 kilometres, so you minus the 400 for the crust and core, and that leaves you 1,300 for the mantle. But the reality is, is that, far as I can tell, from everything I've read and everything I've seen, nobody actually knows, or nobody's telling us exactly how thick the mantle is, or if there's even a mantle there in the first place. But you see, this is why I always put a a lot of emphasis on the words being used and look beyond them. Making statements like the Earth's crust and the core is 400 kilometers thick, so therefore that means the mantle must be 1700, or sorry, must be 1300, excuse me there, doesn't mean we know that to be facts. And this happens far too often. Far too often people portray facts based upon it being the only logical outcome to them because of their, their belief system because of the set of rules they live within says that all planetary bodies have a, a crust a mantle and a core that's got to be what's up there or to throw you something completely mad what if it's not what if it's a metal structure a huge giant base covered in rock to make it look natural and with some clever control system to ensure we never see exactly what's round the other side. Because we, we don't see, we don't really get told what's round there. Now before I move on, I've got to cover the solar eclipse issue that a lot of people do bring up. In short, people say that the fact that the moon exactly blocks out the sun at certain times during a solar eclipse is apparently extremely rare and i've heard all these things about you know the moon being 400 times smaller than the sun and exactly the right distance and 
I kind of see where people are going with it. But to me, at this point in time, I'm not seeing a smoking gun. Now, something we have to discuss when talking about the moon is the Apollo missions, the lunar landings. Now, today, I'm not going to get into did we land on the moon, didn't we land on the moon. There are numerous attitudes, opinions and theories out there. To give you mine, I think we genuinely did. I think we genuinely landed on the moon. I think the question for me is, why did we stop? Now, admittedly, my wife would completely disagree with me. She's a strong believer that the lunar landings were staged. And I can see why. There is a lot of evidence out there that makes this a possibility. I can see where the theories come from. Just the fact that America was failing on its moon missions time and time again was lagging so far behind it was unbelievable that suddenly they just managed to land. I I mean, I'm not going to get into it today. I'm getting sidetracked again. But, you know, I can understand the theories. So anyway, um, the Apollo missions, so these run from 1969 to 1972, and we only landed six times on the moon, and we've never been back since, and like I said, that bothers me. There was this huge race to get up there, we were desperate as a race to get onto the moon, yet we did it six times and never went back. I've heard all the theories that it's a money thing or there was nothing of interest up there, but there are far too many reports of NASA astronauts, Russian astronauts, reporting things that need explaining. Just look at uh, Apollo 14. This was the third manned mission to the moon in 1971. And one of the pilots was a a Dr. Edgar Mitchell. And one of the things he said was that, sure, there are wrecked craft and bodies retrieved. I mean, holy shit. I I mean, for fuck's sakes, why, why is that not permanently in the news ever since? Why are people not demanding to understand more? This is a an intelligent, let's be blunt about this, right? To become a, a NASA astronaut, you're going to need to be highly educated. You're going to need to be highly intelligent. And I believe most of these people have a highly rational brain. Everything's about facts and figures for these type of people. So for the likes of Edgar Mitchell to say that there are wrecked craft and bodies that have been retrieved from the moon, says to me, he believes it. This is something that he believes and potentially we could say knows for a fact. And this is the thing. He is one of the the very few people, a handful of people that have seen the moon close up, that have walked on the moon. And he, a professional individual, a NASA astronaut, is telling us, telling the world that there are spaceships up there, that they have retrieved alien bodies you know he's also gone on to say or i believe he said at some point in his life that roswell was real and aliens had contacted us several times and 
saying several times is actually quite an interesting choice of words. Because to me, it really strengthens one of my theories. The theory that we're not in permanent direct contact. Several times says they've contacted us more than once. But not permanently. I don't know if that makes sense. To me, if we were in constant contact with aliens, I think his choice of words would be, and aliens are in contact with us, not contacted us several times. But he doesn't just stop there. He's also gone on to say that he happens to have been privileged enough to be in on the fact that we've been visited on this planet and that the UFO phenomenon is real. Well... Again, why is this not a thing? Why is why is this just hidden? You know, Miss A-list fucking celebrity can have a new boyfriend, and it's global news. It's on every news channel, magazine, newspaper, and online bloody outlet. Yet something like this, something that would fundamentally and, and completely change this planet forever. You know, knowing the, or having proof that there are intelligent beings out there, that they are visiting us, gets little to no exposure. Now I know that some people say that Mr. Edgar Mitchell basically lost the plot, and he can't be credible, you can't take him seriously, but he's not the only one to have made claims like this. Look at astronaut Story Musgrave. He said he saw what he described as space snakes, six to eight foot in length, and he claimed that they followed him and and he tried to communicate. And this wasn't just once. He saw these twice out of the, the six missions he was involved with. Then you've got Apollo 10. Now, this didn't land on the moon. It just flew over what we call the dark side. And all three astronauts on this particular mission, as they flew over the dark side, said they heard what is described as ethereal music. And they weren't the only ones to hear it. Apparently this was heard by two other missions, in two separate occasions by separate people. Multiple individuals, intelligent, rational individuals, all witnessing the same thing at separate times. But most famous of all is the Apollo 11 mission. This was the first landing on the moon. The the famous Neil Armstrong first words as he landed on the moon. You know, this is one small step, blah, blah, blah. But this wasn't actually his first words. Because when he first stepped onto the moon, we lost contact. Or we're told NASA lost contact for two minutes. Again, there's numerous claims about why we lost contact, numerous different explanations, and that has always bothered me. The fact that there has been, maybe not numerous, but been a couple of different individuals try to give the official explanation, and those explanations to be somewhat different. But there are a number of people who were involved with this mission that have claimed and have said that Neil Armstrong said that he saw other spacecraft, other ships on the moon. 
I believe what he actually said was they they were uh, lined up on the edge of the crater, I think, was his exact words. Now, out of honesty, I have to say, Neil Armstrong, I don't believe, has ever confirmed this. I don't believe he's ever actually spoken about it since. But why is it not a bigger thing? You've got numerous astronauts witnessing numerous strange things on the moon. Just the moon alone. Astronauts claiming to have seen spaceships. Because Armstrong's not the only one. This has been going on for a very long time. People seeing, or astronauts, should I say, sorry, seeing UFOs in space. You've got Musgrave talking about space snakes. You've got Mitchell saying, you know, we've retrieved wrecked craft and bodies from the moon. And I say it again. Intelligent, rational individuals. Yet. It's tumbleweed. It's fucking tumbleweed again. Nobody's bloody interested. And that really frustrates the hell out of me that we can take the most ridiculous, redundant crap and give it so much time and effort. So what if Miss Bloody Pop Stars, can I say, got a new boyfriend? It's just the fifth one she's had this year. Who cares? Why can't we put that level of effort, the effort we put into shitty celebrity news, into trying to find the truth? I'm sorry, I, I know I'm renting on now, but it just fucking annoys me. But look, I, I mean, I think it's important to at least give you my theory, my opinion of what I think's possibly going on up there, because to me... There's something being hidden about the moon. And I think it all stems around the far side. I've said it before, I'll say it again, you know. I think the moon is being kept in a specific orbit to ensure we don't see what's on the other side, on the far side, the dark side of the moon. Because I personally think there is a, a base there. A base of operations. Not for us. I don't believe we've got a base up there. And I think alien visitors have a base up there. I think this is some kind of hub uh, for their observation activities, their surveillance missions, if you want to call it. When we see these lights, these potential drones, probes coming down to the surface of our planet, witnessed by numerous people, recorded on cameras, seen by uh, military jets, etc., I think this is where they're coming from. Think about it. You know, if my theory is correct, and they are observing, they are watching us humans, because we could potentially pose a threat to the rest of the universe. As I said before, we're quite a violent race. You're going to need a base. You're going to need somewhere to operate out of. You're not going to want to travel millions, whatever distance across the universe to come and watch. You're going to need a place to store your equipment, to, to hold your drones, to, 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 to start from it. Again, I don't know if I'm explaining this correctly. You know, when we went to a war with Iraq, we didn't base it all from the US. We had bases in Iraq itself. We took over one of the main airports, I believe. You know, have aliens taken over the dark side of the moon? Now, the one thing this 
does give a, a potential reason to, or a potential answer to, is why we stopped going to the moon. Did we go to the moon? And you got to understand that when we first started landing, we started landing on this side, the Earth-facing side. And it was only at the last couple of missions, I believe, we landed on what we call the dark side of the moon. Well, in short and being blunt, did aliens tell us to piss off? Were our governments, was the American government told to piss off and never come back? Because, let's be blunt, we just stopped. You know, America alone invested billions upon billions of dollars into getting to the moon just to stop, not to bother. What an absolute waste of fucking money. Well, if we were told, go away and don't come back, it makes a bit more sense. Well, it does to me anyway. So this is why I favour the, the base on the dark side of the moon. But there is other options. There is the fact that some call or say that the, the moon is actually a mega structure, that it's not a natural body at all. The, the moon is just some kind of constructed mega base that if you go inside or see beyond the the rocky facade placed around this thing you will find what to me i can only really describe as the death star from star wars and i know that to some people probably sounds just lunacy but stop thinking like humans stop thinking that we are the greatest thing and that we are the most advanced, most capable race in the entire universe because we're not. As said before, the rest of the universe, the rest of the inhabitable planets out there are billions of years ahead of us. So potentially most, if not all of the other races out there could be thousands or millions of years, or even potentially a billion or two years, far ahead of us. You know, in just a thousand years, we've gone from building stone structures to building mega structures, or what we would call mega structures. Look at that Burj Khalifa thing in uh, Dubai. It's absolutely fucking immense, and something that our ancestors, a couple of thousand years ago, would have considered impossible now think about what we might be able to construct in say a hundred thousand years all of a sudden constructing something the size of the moon doesn't seem that far-fetched now while i'm on this subject um it was quite funny that on sunday night uh my wife was actually ordering something on amazon and got given one of these free amazon prime trial things again so we went on Amazon Prime Video to see what was uh, available to watch while we'd got the, the free period. Sorry, Amazon, we will be cancelling. But anyway, I came across uh, a movie that I've been wanting to watch called Moonfall. And it did make me chuckle a little bit because, firstly, to be honest with you, you know, it was an incredible movie. I really enjoyed it. But let's be honest, it kind of pushes all my buttons and, and really sits in with a lot of my beliefs. But I found it amusing that during the week I was creating or doing the notes on an episode regarding the moon, I just so happened to watch a, 
uh, an entire movie about the moon being a, a megastructure, an alien base. Now, I'm not going to give away any spoilers here, just in case you're listening to this and haven't watched it, but if you like this type of thing, if you just like sci-fi movies, this one is worth a watch. I thought it was absolutely bloody brilliant. So, available on Amazon Prime right now. No, I'm not sponsored or anything by Amazon. I just I just enjoyed the movie. Really good movie. But to at least finish the this main topic, or at least try and explain what I'm getting at here is there is something strange about the moon that's a given the moon is not normal as I said I believe there's a an alien influence here I don't know if it's a, a base on the far side of the moon built on the surface of the moon or the moon is actually just some kind of hollow mega structure but I think there's a, a lot of potential answers up there and I think there are answers that some people do know. I think people know the answer to the questions. And we're just not being told. And that worries me. It always worries me when I come across evidence that not only are we not being told the truth, but we're actually being led down the wrong path. But we'll see. You know, I've said it again, I can only hope that I live to see some of these things being answered. But unfortunately, I, I don't hold up a lot of hope because at this point, those in control of the information, or those I believe in control of the information, just don't want to fucking tell us. As I said last week, they just, it's almost this fear of you tell us and they lose control. But, you know, I, like I said, I still keep my fingers crossed. Now to finish up this week, uh, I've got to talk about these James Webb telescope photos because uh, they are incredible. I've got to say that when my wife and I looked at them, they are just beautiful. And I think it just gives you a, a better, I don't know what the word is, but a better understanding of the the beauty and the power of the universe and if you haven't seen them i can't believe if you're listening to this podcast you've not but if you happen to have missed this just go and look for them apparently there are six images in total um i have heard rumors there's a few more but i've only seen six and everyone talks about six but go and have a look they are absolutely bloody amazing but they give me a bit of an issue again because they are so bloody amazing. These photos are taking images of things that are 100 to sort of 250 million years away. And the issue with this is that they're such good quality images. The, the, the things I've said before about our advancements in technology have given us the ability to do this. To take photos, crystal clear photos of things billions and billions of years away. Yet, we still get shitty, quality, grainy, poor crap when it comes to disclosing UFOs here on Earth. And that's poor. That's really crap because, like I said, you know, 
we've got all this technology to see something that far away yet we can't see something a couple of kilometers away you me and joe blogs on the street we're forgiven because at the end of the day we're carrying around a smartphone and yeah they're highly capable but the ability they have is a fraction of of the tech held by uh, our governments, our militaries, who will have, definitely have, photographic and video capabilities that can, not should, that can take crystal clear photos of UFOs. I pretty much guarantee you they have them. They're just not giving us them. They're not showing them us. They're showing us the shitty things that prove nothing. Now, getting back onto the James Webb photos, something that completely blew my mind was that the images taken, the photos taken, were of events that happened 13 billion years ago. And that is incredible. Those photos, like I said, were from 13 billion years ago, because that's how long the light, because if you're not aware, when we take a photo, we're just capturing the light as it travels to the camera. And the light that's carried that image to us has taken 13 billion years to get here. Basically turning the James Webb telescope into some kind of time machine almost. And the fact that almost anything could have happened in the last 13 billion years, you know, what we're seeing could look completely different today and probably does look completely different today and that just like i said it blows my mind and i had to say it but it does also make me think that if we aren't being visited if aliens aren't coming to this planet which i don't believe but if not they're gonna now because we are now basically turning ourselves into some kind of intergalactic peeping toms you know we're, we're we're looking and spying on the rest of the universe. Well, and trust me, someone sticks a pair of binoculars and starts looking through my window, it's going to get my attention. So if they weren't interested before, they're sure as hell going to be fucking interested now. So anyway, I'm going to call it for this episode. I'd like to thank you for listening and please do hit that subscribe button for me. It really does help. And as always, I look forward to speaking to you next time. Until then, I'm Darren and this is the Alien Analysis Probecast. <laughs>